Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I actually have two things here. Uh, number one, it feels good to do this on the couch again. Oh, I'm so fall much asleep. better. Don't even joke like oh. that because we were supposed to record this two days ago and we didn't because you fell asleep. No, not well, partly. Mostly. Uh, kind the of. Second thing is um, I'm not going to fucking remember now. <laughs> That's kept happening to you. Like, I'm telling you, I'm having short-term memory issues. You should take some ginkgo biloba. Is that how you say it? <laughs> ginkgo biloba. You said it like Keenan Thompson would make them. Ginkgo biloba. <laughs> ginkgo malona. That's uh, my, my, my Sharona. Um, fuck, no, what was it? Damn it. I was talking about recording this. What were we talking about? Oh, you were saying, I was saying right before this. Uh, so it is Wednesday, June 16th. This is airing on Thursday, June 17th. So, as soon as we're done recording this at 9.30 at night, I will immediately be, you know, putting the finishing touches on it. Getting it ready to post. Usually, nine times out of ten recently, I don't have to really edit it. You know, what? what's going on in the middle of it? Unless there's like a long pause, or Jillian wakes us up, we have something going on in the house, or one of us says something we shouldn't have. So, before we start recording, I was like, let's just keep it tight, so as soon as this is done, I don't have to worry about it. And as soon as you hit record, I just wanted to say, like, the most heinous thing I could think of. <laughs> Which is fine if it's at the beginning. Like, if I say it right now, then it's stupid. Then I'll be mad because... I'm going to do it, like, unexpectedly at one point. Uh, save it for two weeks from now for episode 350, which we recorded last night. Uh, when... <laughs> which I... With any, any guest star episode, I'll be editing... From beginning to end, because you have, in the Sound case of the issues. ones we did, you know, we did with Tope over Zoom. Other ones we're going to be doing over Zoom, and and who knows? I have to make sure they're okay. Where is this? The iPad. Like I know, I know we're good. I know we're fine. Um. So yeah. So it's Wednesday. It's been a bit crazy. Disclaimer about the podcast. Basically, from here on in, is. The beginning part, like everything non-movie related, might be a little disjointed and out of order because... We have to record out of order. Our scheduling is now to the point where if we're recording even one episode, but with Topo we did two, for Augie we're doing five, we're going to have to... Well, not five episodes, five movies, sorry. Oh. Well, four episodes. Uh we have to like plan accordingly to people's schedules. It's not just us where it's like, well, our kid's asleep. We have nothing else to do. Let's record, you know? So episode 349 and 350 are already in the books. 349 is already edited. So, you know, we're, 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 we're solid in that regard. But like for this part right here, we already talked about what we've been watching. We already talked about what's been going on yesterday. 
so we, we don't really have a lot. So it might be like, man, it's weird. They didn't watch or talk about this. Well, wait a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, listen for next week, and then yeah, you'll, or, you'll, you'll hear it. So we were going to reference on 350, we haven't watched In the Heights yet, which we're dying to do. We still haven't watched In the Heights yet. Because it was... Yeah, been so a day. <laughs> we won't talk about it in the heights until like the second or third week of July. <laughs> right. So bear with us on some of that. It's just going to be the it nature. Is what it is. That you right don't now. listen to this podcast for this stuff. Oh, I thought you were talking to me directly. I was like, you're right. Have you ever listened to an episode from beginning to end? Yes. Which one? Like the first one. Why? It was early on in the process. And you're like, fuck this. And I I'm said, forget that. I'm not listening to another podcast with my voice on it my uh kudos to you if you keep up the the manager at the the branch that i am at has been all about like like our podcast so i don't know if she's listening to it by now hey but but she has support well she has an android she's like oh do you are you guys on spotify and i was like I yes. think so. <laughs> I think we're on. I think that we we're, are on we're, we're every, wherever you get your podcast, except yeah. a- Amazon Music. But I like I pulled it up just to confirm. Except like, Amazon Music, because Rich on. handles all that. Yeah, I know. And I, I don't think we're on Amazon Music. Yet. I was looking at it and was like, oh yeah, like we've had a lot of episodes. <laughs> like, yeah, Three hundred and fifty. She's like, oh man, you did this movie, this movie, this movie, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just was at a loss. <laughs> At, like, the scope of what we do, but also at just how to verbalize it. So... What do you mean? Well, because, I mean, like, we've been doing... Like, we talked about yesterday, and we'll hear two weeks from now. This is so weird. This is, like, Loki shit. Oh, we can talk about Loki. We didn't talk about Loki. Um, That we've been doing this seven years. Like, we've watched, like, 400 movies. And we're nowhere near close to being done. And we'll never be done because I just keep buying movies. Yeah, I know. So. Can't wait for the zombie apocalypse. But this will also be, be like, I think I have reference on the show. This is kind of like a time capsule of our lives. Like, you could go back and listen to every episode of this podcast and hear from when we had just moved to Orlando. You can hear from before we had a kid. You can hear us, like, announce that we had Jillian. You can hear us be tired you can hear us go through all the jobs we've been all the, the life stress our roof leaking in the middle of a recording like it's it's this is what we're leaving behind so our legacy so tell your what fucking friends to listen to us so our <laughs> legacy pays my bills it's planting seeds in a garden you never get to see i'm the only one that can cornerly use hamilton lines and that's only in our running group, or our, our our workout group. The Four Live Redacted, which I can't say the name. I can. You could say the name, but... Yeah, but, you know, I haven't participated in that in, like, three months. Yeah, we really should just stop, start excluding you again, so that no, way... No, don't! That's gonna make me sad again, please! Will I it get you to work out? No. Exactly. It's hard, man. I have to get adjusted to my new schedule. To get fucking adjusted and wake up and start. It's really difficult because you have to insist on changing everything that you did. You didn't wake up early. You would always go in the afternoon. Now all of a sudden you want to wake up early. So now I can't I, run because we would, both can't be out of the house when Jillian's asleep. Would you like me to come home from work, wait for you to get home from work, and then run, then shower, then start cooking dinner at 7 o'clock, and then Jillian doesn't go to bed until... This is for off air. <laughs> What is it about anyway. Lilo and Stitch? This is gonna make us argue every time. Ohana means family. <laughs> uh, 
we'll save our low key thoughts. We've only seen the first episode of Loki. Uh, the second one is out, but we're not going to watch it until tomorrow. Yeah. But if you're talking about time, just Loki immediately comes to mind. So let's get into the movie uh, we're discussing today. If you're new, if you are new here, if you are, if you were told by a friend to listen to this, thank you. We have a massive movie collection, and after we blabber about our stupid lives we actually get around to talking about the movie that we watched for the week and we have a very eclectic movie collection too we have a lot of animated we got horror we got action we got sci-fi we got drama we got old movies we got new movies we got all the movies <laughs> starting into rick benson we have shoes with no hands uh <laughs> we got movies with no hands um movies with no plot and we either randomly draw these movies movies with or, awards or <laughs> or you're not funny. And I'm so funny. <laughs> we nominate movies back and forth for one another that get selected, and this week it's Samantha's nomination, and I chose Lilo and Stitch. So we are now going to tackle Lilo and Stitch. Before... Don't. Let me okay. just read it. Okay, fine. Go back to the front. Lilo and Stitch. Okay. Fun-filled, two-disc, big-wave edition. You have to speed it up. Come on. Get ready for the wildly original story about an independent little girl named Lilo and her adopted alien puppy, the mischievous Stitch, a runway. Ow! <laughs> he ain't no model. He ran away from home. A runaway genetic experiment from a faraway planet. After crash landing on Earth, Stitch wreaks havoc on the Hawaiian Islands, but he also learns about loyalty, friendship, and ohana, the Hawaiian tradition of family. Now, catch the wave of fun and adventure in this two-disc, big-wave edition jam-packed with games and awesome bonus features to take you and your family behind the scenes of the movie. Experience Lilo and Stitch like never before in this two-disc, big-wave edition. Why do they say it seven times? There's excitement and entertainment for every member of your ohana. God damn it! This poor disc has been thrown around so much. So this is episode 348. Every 50 episodes, we've had a challenge on who's messing up the back of the box the most. Fucking fuck! As we mentioned, we've already recorded episodes 349 and 350, which uh, Samantha also read 349 because it was her turn to do so, and it was 350 for me. Uh, I, I, there's no way to non-spoil this. Uh, for 349, I was still up one. I messed up one word on episode 350, which meant we were tied going into Samantha reading this, and she fucked up the word runaway, so I win by one, which means we are watching the entire film series, The Marine. I don't know why you picked that. You really think it's going to be enjoyable for you? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. I cannot wait to watch four wait. Miz movies. I can't wait to talk about how similar you and the Miz are. Bring it on. Okay. Two Ohio boys that made it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the later mm-hmm. ones... There's one movie that, like, like prominently features, like, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, Naomi. Like, I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. One, just Shawn Michaels and him are like, uh, it's a buddy cop movie? I'm, like, so in on this. Much more excited than fucking Underworld, which you picked. Fuck that shit. Uh, yeah. So, it is locked in. I'm gonna go buy the Marine franchise as soon as this podcast is over. You lose!
I don't know what this song is. Bow, the bow, bow. I win. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I heard somebody won. Who won? Was it you? Probably not. I'm Beetlejuice. You didn't win. Uh, apparently not. I'm here with you. Oh, that hurts my feelings. If you I had them, feelings. dead people don't have feelings. Probably half of them are mostly dead because they didn't have feelings. So they're like, "Fuck this," and they just got out. Am I allowed to cuss on this? I don't, I've never asked. Have you gotten fines because of me? No. Because I am fine. I'm Beetlejuice. Hey, how's it going? Want to go out sometime? No. You know what my favorite restaurant is? No. The Grave? No. To eat some worms? No. Not sandworms, though. Sandworms! You hate them, right? I hate them. Why can't I do that anymore? I hate them. Oh, fuck. Please don't vomit everywhere. Why not? That's my favorite food, vomit. Sandworms. I get so excited, that's the problem. Sandworms. You hate them, right? I hate them myself. All right, bye. Sorry, I, I'm... When I win, this is what I do. I'm aware. Greetings and felicitations, everybody. Doctor Teeth, yeah. Did someone win? A different character. A little bit. Because it sounds the same. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> she gets to laugh while being a loser. Ah, uh, you're an asshole. So Lilo and Stitch, I had never seen before. You've never seen this movie Never before? seen Lilo and Stitch. It came out in really? 2002. So... How did you never see Lilo and Stitch? I have a real big blind spot for animated movies that came out in high school. Because... Oh, because you were trying to get... You're trying to get your dick wet. You don't want to... You didn't want to say that you want to go see an animated movie. No. I was just very much in between, like, my interests. Like, when I was uh, in elementary yeah, school... Yeah. Yeah. I'm in middle Power school. Power Rangers well. and boobs. You, you just Sure. Didn't know. <laughs> you just described the movie Heavy Metal. Um, <laughs> no, I would say like, I want to say like in 98, so I would go like 11, I went and saw the Rugrats movie in theaters. And I honest, and uh, Toy Story in 99. I don't think I saw another animated movie in theaters until like The Incredibles in 2004. Like, didn't see Finding Nemo in theaters, didn't see Monsters, Inc. in theaters, didn't see Shrek in theaters. Like, all like those tentpole like animated movies from that time period. Just saw all of them in theaters. My parents hated those animated movies anyway. The only, only reason I ever went to them before is because I was a kid, and they're not going to appease me now at that age. So I, I just didn't see them. And this one... What a poor life you lived. No, it was, it, was, it was all right. This one definitely got left behind because it wasn't as lauded i was gonna say popular but it definitely is popular i feel like it's been gained popularity as that generation has grown up to be yes. like our yes. age or like kind of the the age group right 100 but um but it wasn't shrek which revolutionized animation outside of disney it wasn't a pixar movie um and it wasn't but it wasn't the other disney movies that came out at the time like treasure planet like atlantis like home on the range brother bear that were all classic Disney animation movies that didn't do well. Like, this did well. This still was like a blockbuster. Yeah. Um, so it, it was in that weird little middle area where, like, I knew of Stitch the character, because how can you not? It's, right. It's one of their most popular, like, intellectual properties, essentially. That it they, is. That they created themselves. Um, it's all over the parks. It's all toys and whatnot. Uh, the the shitty-ass ride, which we'll get to later. Um oh. 
but I just never watched it and didn't know much about it, to be perfectly honest. I was like, yeah, just the Stitch character, he's mischievous. I, I basically was like, oh, yeah, it's like a blue alien Curious George is what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, time. yeah. That's a really good way. So you saw this in theaters? Yeah. I, I was also in summer camp. Sure, so you saw everything. We saw everything. Were you, did you guys like, like go to the movie, like take mm-hmm. the kids to the movies and do that? Oh, so you're the people that I hated. Okay. Well, so uh, when did this come out? Oh, two. How old was I? Fifteen. I was not a counselor. Was I a counselor? Like going into what grade? You want to go get, some, you want to go get your calendars, Brett Kavanaugh? Going into ninth like, grade? <laughs> were you hanging out with Squee? Was I going into ninth grade? Tobin? Was I going into ninth grade? In 2002, no, you were going into 10th grade. We started We started high school in 2001. September 11th. We were freshmen in sub, uh, 9-11. Oh, okay. Yeah, so going into 10th grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I was a counselor. Uh, and I was a counselor of like the little kids because I was in 10th grade so our camp went up to um like 8th grade 9th mm-hmm. grade so it was up to 9th grade oh, 7 so through 9 7 through 9 and mm-hmm. so when you were going to 10th grade you were a uh, counselor in training so you were with like all the young kids because you couldn't be with like the people your same age you know okay. so we were with the little kids so we definitely went to all the anime movies Tuesdays or Thursdays like every week Got the kids' packs, you know, that whole thing. So, yeah, I saw, like, everything okay. that came out. And also, I was real into Disney movies and everything, of course, so I think I would have gone to see them anyway. I went to see, I saw Shrek in theaters. I distinctly remember seeing Shrek in theaters because I went with my grandparents, my mom, and myself, and it was a packed, packed theater. And we could not sit together. We had to sit sure. separately. It probably it was, is- like... People were on the stairs and stuff. It seems really corny. Like, and it was insane. Like, kind of old news now, but like, Shrek changed the it game. Did. We'll it get to so, it when we watch fucking it Shrek. It was but. so unexpected, too, but yeah. But this movie, so I saw it once, the only time, really. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've seen it one other time. The first time I watched Shrek was the. Fu- we're not like, talking about Shrek. I'm just saying, I just have to show the story. I might have said this in the podcast before, but uh, in sophomore year. Or no, would have been, been freshman. No, would have been freshman year. Would have been freshman year because it came out in one, I think. Um, that's a pre nine eleven movie. Uh, oh, yeah. It came out and we watched it in Spanish class. So the first time I watched Shrek, I watched it in Spanish. You've not lived till you've heard uh, Hispanic Eddie Murphy as Donkey. It is riveting. Uh, cool. That guy deserves like a medal. Cool story, bro. But Lilo and Stitch. So this is only the second time you've seen this movie. Uh, maybe third time I've seen okay. this movie. So, yeah, but... So this hadn't been one of my favorite Disney movies. I think I've mm-hmm. talked at length about what Disney movies mean to me and, and how I differentiate them and which ones typically rank higher on my list. Um, this one, I always forget, is a Disney movie, which is, is sad to say because... It is everywhere. I see, I see what you mean. Like it's... I, I, I do because to me Disney's the Renaissance. It's the music and the princesses and everything. Or now or it's Lion the King. or or now it's the modern era. It's mm-hmm. basically I take it from Hercules is like the last of the Renaissance because that's the first one of the Renaissance that didn't really do that Correct. well. Right. Hunchback started. Pocahontas started it. The Hunchback was the come down, and then Hercules, I think, like barely cracked a hundred million. Yeah. And so then you had Tarzan still did well, but 
Only because Car- only because of the music. But then you had then you had that whole little early two thousands block where Pixar really took over, and it wasn't until like the later two thousands where they got into computer animation in the Walt Disney Studios. So yeah, I definitely see what you mean. To me, this feels more like a Bluth animation, like. Uh, uh, American Tale or Land Before Time. Yeah, yeah. Even though it, it looks like a traditional Disney animated movie, it, it just feels a little different. Um, also, I think the reason why is because of who the brain trust is behind it. It's uh, Dean DeBlaze and I forget the other guy's name because he threw the box. Uh, the other people that did the How to Train Your Dragon movie series. Um, at least the, these two are the ones that directed the first one and then other people are uh, only part of the group did it. And that I can definitely see because yeah. it very much is taking the unknown entity that is scary to everybody but one person and having the outcast child connect with it until they save the day and change the world. I mean, it is essentially that movie yeah. verbatim, <laughs> right? Like, it is, it is that close. movie. It's pretty close. Uh, but that's not to say that it's not bad. I, no, I, it, it's I still, enjoyed it. It's still a good movie. And it's, 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 it's very Friend good. of the show, um, Lolly. Uh, <laughs> friend of the show, my mother. But we'll get there because she watched this with us. <laughs> oh, your mother? I thought you meant yeah. my mother. No, no uh, it's a friend of the show, Lolly's mm-hmm. uh, favorite Disney movie, favorite Disney character. Um, so... You know, which it's a lot of people's favorites. People, you ask them who their favorite Disney character is, they say Stitch. Stitch is, it's if you go to the parks, I, honestly, if you're making like a top 10 ranking of like merchandise and shit you can buy, it's there. Like, you know, you get past Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Goofy and Pluto, like the core five. Like, it's probably like well, yeah, Tigger or Winnie five. the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Then Stitch has got to be there. And then I don't even know what would make up the list now, like in terms of like core, like the princesses all like collectively essentially, right? But like stitches everywhere. Like anything you can buy, you can get in stitch colors, stitch themed, stitch ears, stitch Think of like the things that we, we we go to a lot, like a Hot Topic and Box Lunch a lot. Yeah. Tons of stitch, Mm -hmm. tons of stitch merchandise. Tons of Ohana stuff. Ohana stuff, everything. Yes, of course. So I think it's a very good movie. I don't I, I don't get the connection as to how it got that big. I, I don't know because honestly, in the movie, Stitch is an asshole for well, that's why people love assholes. Love you too. Um, until the last, you know, 20 minutes, you can't understand a damn word he's saying because he doesn't know how to speak fucking English. Well, he's an alien. He's an alien. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. There have been plenty of movies. Space Invaders, they knew how to speak English. Nah. They already had... Bah, bah. That's Mars Attacks. I know, it's Mars Attacks. Space Invaders English. is the one where the guy did Nicholson impression the whole time. You remember? We're not allowed to talk about that show on here anymore. That's right. We're the not di- allowed to talk about that The director that movie. of Space Invaders might... We got a cease and desist. Get mad at me. No, he didn't send me a cease. He just sent me a... He sent me the modern day cease and desist. An angry Twitter direct message. Uh, saying, I hope hey, you're hey, proud of yourself. Hey, slide into my DMs on Instagram at Jam with your Sam. Let me know your thoughts, dude. See how nicely I respond. So, watching it, I was like, this is good. I, I, it held my attention. I, I kind of waned a little bit because there were some stretches that were repetitive or long for me. Like, I thought the opening was really long in the tooth. Because I was like, I know where this is going. Like, I've never seen this movie before, but I know exactly where this is going. Mm-hmm. This monster is going to get humanized by its human counterpart. And, you know, he's going to land on Earth. But, like, 
it was a really like to me drawn out like opening chase like throughout space setting up like where he's gonna crash land all these other aliens and these auxiliary characters which thankfully you know the two the bulk and skull characters <laughs> ended up um they're so funny they grew on me. They were initially uh, my OVPs, specifically they, specifically uh, his actual creator. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I just call him Bulk. <laughs> because he kind of had like this weird, to me, unnecessary accent that was just hard to grasp and understand what he was talking about at times. And that is uh, Jumba Jukaba. Jumba. Uh, the mad scientist who created Stitch. But yeah, like they grew on me, especially the, the skinny one who's played by Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. Uh, who just, you know, anytime you can throw him in drag or he's reacting to things is, is, is pretty funny. My mom got a, a big kick out, out of him. Um, oh, look, Julie, he's wearing a wig. She has eyes, Mom. So that took some time to like get accustomed to and, and get used to and watch. But I was also just shocked that, man, like I was, I was expecting it. Like I kind of referenced to more so be curious, George, like unknown environment. He doesn't know how to behave or act and hijinks ensues because of that. No, he's openly a dickhead. He just destroys Stitch everything. Stitch is a prick. Just openly destroying stuff and being mean. And yeah, it's just awful. And of course, Lilo is able to show him family and, and change him. But even still, like, it really was just, like, the surfing sequence. Yeah. And a little bit of, you know, showing him Elvis and the record player. Because the initial montage where they're spending time together, it's the typical, well, things aren't, things aren't peachy keen yet montage where, you know, he's costing uh, the sister the job He's, you know, demolishing things and, and going to all this extent of, of wreckage. So it didn't feel like completely earned to me. Like it felt like in How to Train I did Your like Dragon. The ugly duckling stories. Like scene. that that part is sweet, but that, that's that, sweet. That but... piece always to me comes after a couple other recognition moments. I felt like that's like a five step process. We only got like two of the steps. Okay, I can see that. And the next thing you know, he's just speaking, like, in full soliloquies about, like, this is my family, and I want to stay here, and, you know, or whatever. That's your stitch? It's better than whatever else I'm going to do, because whatever else I'm going to do is probably somehow going to be offensive. I don't know how. Um, This is my family. I I don't know, but I just did. (laughs) I think I died. (laughs) Um, Oh, man, you're so funny. Thanks. (laughs) Let me hear you do it. No. You suck. Because I'm not the impressionist on this show. You are. I am? <laughs> you heard me? I'm not the impressionist. I'm the character guy. It's a difference. I can come up with a character like that. Mm-hmm. It'll fucking stick. Mm-hmm. You want me to try? No. Okay, fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Whereas I was surprised on the flip side of it, I fucking loved Lilo as a character. I thought she was she, just real cool. She didn't give a fuck. She gave zero. It fucks. was maybe the most like honest representation of a child I've ever well, seen. Well, I think it's also because we have a child. I didn't relate as much to her when I saw this movie sure. when I was f- fifteen. 
as I did now, 20 years later, like... But honestly, like, from even the first scene of just her energy and her spirit, her... Biting someone? Yeah, just, like, her energy, whether it be good or bad, that's what a child is. How old is she supposed to be? Six, I think. Six? Okay, that sounds about right, because I feel like this is basically Jillian now. Yeah, To exactly. You know, without both parents being dead. Um... Yeah. And she has no sister. Samantha! What? I mean, yet. I'm gonna murder you. Did you give a peanut butter sandwich to the fish thing? Huh? That's the whole thing that she was doing in the movie? No. What are you asking me if I give a peanut butter? What are you she talking about? She gave the peanut butter sandwich to the fish guy. Yeah, why'd to, you ask me if I did that? To make sure we don't die. You have me so confused. He controls the weather. And her parents died in bad weather. That's why she wanted to make sure he was happy. So it wouldn't rain. I must have fallen asleep during this part, because I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, are you going through your... Did you take a lot of notes? Can I read your notes? I didn't take any notes, actually. You didn't take any... <laughs> That's what happens when you watch the movie on the other couch. I don't have a lot of notes, either. I have one note. What? I said... Oh, yes. I'm so glad I, I completely forgot that Marcellus Wallace is in this movie. I completely forgot. They should have put a Band-Aid on the back of I know! I think it's the same thing! I said that would have been such a great Easter egg. I would like also to just flip the two characters, and in Pulp Fiction, Ving Rhames plays a character called Coco Bubbles. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, so I... It's a good movie. It's fun. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. 348 episodes, and this is still where you are at in terms of your... Analysis? Film analysis. Nah, you know, it was a good movie. I mean, I did, you know. This is pulling teeth with you! It's a good movie. I love the message that it's about family, and I love how he becomes like family and everything. Both a uh, Mr. Bubbles and Stitch. I like the the journey they were both on as characters. That honestly might be the best moment in this podcast history for you. Um, wh- what did you not like about the movie? Um, I didn't. I I don't know. Like we talked about, like the feel. Like I didn't feel like I was watching a Disney movie, and maybe it's because there wasn't. There was music, but it wasn't, like, the music I expect. It is an know? odd choice. It, I, I, wrote, I wrote inspired in my notes that it's not a Disney musical, which, how many... There's not very many. That are non-musical. So I'm trying musical. to think of any from that era in the first place. Well, the I think like all of them said. are kind of like that. Like, all the treasure planets and Atlantises and stuff, I don't yeah. think they are. Hercules is. Hercules is. Uh, Tarzan is not... But it, it just no, has it just, had it just has the, 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 the soundtrack. But all the rest of them are. Um, even modernly, like Wreck It Ralph isn't, but I think that's about it. Zootopia is not. Is not. Big Hero Six is not. Right. Wreck It Ralph is not. Right. Those are all from the twenty tens. Mm-hmm. Tarzan, Emperor's New Groove, Lilo and Stitch, Treasure Planet. Hmm. But instead what it does is it uses Elvis. And I don't remember an instance of licensed music in a Disney movie, right? 
Like, they're all in-house. Like, even if it's not a Disney musical, like, they didn't take a Phil Collins song that already existed and put it in fucking Tarzan. Right, right, right. Like, he they, wrote it for, he the, wrote movie. It for the movie. So, I, I like that. I like that it, it, it made it feel different. But to your point, I think that's what made it feel like not a Disney movie. Is, right. Is that uh, sounds like something that, I mean, Shrek is a perfect example of, you know, you have the end of you the movie. Have, you have one of the best songs of our generation anchoring Shrek. You're referring to All Star by Smash Mouth. You knew what I was talking about. So was I wrong? Was I wrong? You should have done debate. I did do debate but when you should, I was in middle school. But by that, I mean every time you got in debate, you should force-fed Smash Mouth in the conversation. Well, in the case of Smash Mouth's All-Star, that's not a court case. Yeah, let me fucking finish my point. <laughs> You'll see. Point, Michael Kropp. Um, oh, you remember my high school name. Got lucky. For me, there was a lot that was... It's it's a Disney movie, so it, it wasn't long. It was like 85 minutes. Sure. But there's still some things that felt abrupt to me where things felt, like I mentioned, like the opening stretch... It took you. It took us like I feel like ten, fifteen minutes to get to fucking Hawaii, and like the opening credits, like it was a long, long, overdrawn yeah, established, like, establishment of the character, all the alien characters. But and... the, the alien characters didn't fucking matter. Like they come, they just come back at the end, and there's not some big grand reveal. Right. There's one minor where like the um the lead alien woman is like, oh, of course he lands there, and I thought it was gonna lead into like whatever the connection is between um, um, Coco Bubbles' character. But it wasn't. Like, he just like, oh, I used to work CIA. Like, I thought he was going to be an alien, or I thought, like, he was sent there to Not like, Men in Black, baby. To do some kind of... Well, he shouldn't have looked like it. Um, with the suit and tie, you awful person. I didn't say anything. You gave me a look. So that... But then, the next thing you know, you get one quick scene that sets up Lilo and her sister's whole ordeal with the social worker and her acting out and their struggles. And the very next scene, like, they're going to adopt a, a puppy. Because it's going to help her channel her... Sure, but it, it, it felt kind of out of nowhere and it felt like we were just getting to the meat and potatoes when I would have appreciated more time or maybe even, like, a back and forth between the two that, like, shows how they kind of converge on one another, not just... He's here, now you have him, and go, you know? Okay. Um, but that scene was very funny. Uh, this was a funny It was a funny movie. movie. It was it, really funny. It definitely funny. had some very good laughs Lots between, of as I talked about, um, the Joomba and Wendell characters, and of course Stitch, you know, all of his reactions to things. Uh, I also liked, like, the destruction of the house scene, because that's when Stitch is really, like, coming out of his shell and, like, really verbalizing yeah. it. And everything he's saying is just very, very funny, like, punch buggy and everything. Um, so, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. there. This movie also led me to think of, like, what I would prefer to see. So the end, when, of course, Hunky Dory... Stitch saves the day, rescues Lilo from um, the the bad guy who gets retired. He gets to stay with his family. And then you get, like, the montage of their life, and it's just Stitch doing domestic work. <laughs> I'm like, give me the domestic Stitch movie. Yeah. I just want to see 90 minutes of Stitch doing chores around the house, because it's just was fucking hilarious so to funny. me. So um, funny. What they did do, they did, of course, a direct-to-DVD sequel. There was also a television show that I did not know mm -hmm. was a thing. Um, so they definitely, you know... 
probably bled this well dry. There is going to be a live action adaptation, naturally. I forget. And that's why it kind of got so popular. Right. Uh, there was a direct-to-video sequel called Stitch the Movie, and then there the film served as a pilot to Lilo and Stitch the series, and then there was a second one, Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch Has a Glitch. Then there was a third sequel, a television film titled Leroy and Stitch, uh, which I believe is about Stitch's red brother, is what it looks like the poster. It was thankfully not Lilo getting replaced by a little black boy, which was what I was fearing at first. Um, and a live action remake is happening. And who is doing it? This is very important. I'm looking. I know it's it's for... John M. Chu. Is it? Yeah, he's gonna direct it. God. No, it's no it's not. Yeah, it is. Uh no, director is TB Hay. I'm just gonna quickly No, it's not. Oh, it's not an update on Wikipedia. So here are the upcoming theatrical Disney live action movies. Oh, just no, for you people to to understand. Don't that. tell me. Maybe. Little Mermaid, directed by Rob Marshall, who of course did uh Chicago. The entitled Jungle Book sequel. It's also by John Favreau. The entitled Lion King sequel. That's being done by Barry Jenkins. The Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. That's being done by Mark Webb, who did Five Hundred Days of Summer and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Oh. The Untitled Aladdin sequel, which does not have a director. Hunchback. The Return of Jafar. I hope not. I mm. hope so. Uh, I, we, I'm Yaga. No, Yaga was a giant bird. That's. <laughs> he didn't get acid poured on him or have a stroke. Good lord. Uh, they're doing a live action Bambi movie? That's just depressing. Just put up a, just, just make a hundred minute YouTube video of a deer getting shot. And make that your Bambi movie. Uh, they're doing Hercules and they're doing already an untitled Cruella sequel because it was popular. And then that's just in theaters. Disney Plus is doing Peter Pan and Wendy. Yes, I'm really Directed excited. by David Lowry, who did, um, who's done a few, few things. And boy, he looks weird. He looks like... He looks like Jackie Earl Haley got beat up by a pugilist. Oh, my gosh. Um, Pinocchio, which is being done by Robert Zemeckis. Oh, wow. Uh, Sword in the Stone, Robin Hood, and then Lilo and Stitch, and then an untitled Prince Anders movie, which is based off of that character they created for I, the live-action one. Yeah. Um, all stupid. Hate them all. Uh, fuck them to death. <laughs> This I could see being fine. There's just no point. Like, there's no point. Like, there's no point. Just come up with new ideas and just make them good. And well, they're doing live action. Yeah, but animated. Yeah, but, but this movie is very good. So right? just come up with another idea like this. And when you're known for animated movies, like or like animated crossover movies, like you know they they've done a lot of multimedia movies with like. Ben Ops and Broomsticks and Mary Poppins and mm -hmm. stuff like, like just just stick to that. Like you don't have to redo everything. No. Like there's something magical about these Disney animated movies. Like there really is. They were so much a part of our childhood. Yeah, we've discussed like uh, mock-ups or like comparing two movies. Like which one would you be the most okay remaking? What is one movie that you would be the most devastated? Not just Disney, any movie at all. You'd be the most devastated if they remade. What is like the hmm. the biggest sacrilege to you? There's a few. There's a I have a couple actually. Give me, give me a for this. Um, the Wizard of Oz. 
Which they've already done like, like shitty done, sequels yeah, like too, but they weren't directly. Like, right, but not like a direct remake, like mm-hmm. changing the care like changing the actors and stuff sure. like that. So that would be tough. Um any like like young Frankenstein. Oh, like the 70s. So, like, like, well, that, you're fine with any Mel Brooks comedies because you could never make those again. But Well, I know, but yeah. y- you know, like like they redid like Willy Wonka. Sure. Even though it's like a kind of different doing it again. iteration, I know. Yeah. So they keep like trying to do that, but it's like there's just something so magical about some sure. of these first Ron movies of those. Um, I don't know. I would say Beauty and the Beast, but that's already been done. I hear the pain in your voice. Uh, uh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. And E.T. is always the one that I compare yeah. to people. And I'd be the most okay with Back to the Future, which it is not true, but like at least there's an angle with the time aspect of like when it would take place that sure. could be intriguing yeah, to me. But you can't... It wouldn't. It would Whereas, not be able to be a remake. It would just have to be something else in that universe because you can't redo those characters. Sure, you can't. Um, but they would. Um, same thing with Jaws. Uh, yeah. I think one. And I literally, I didn't think about this until today with what we were watching. The Princess Bride would be. Oh my god! Yes. Devastating. I would be. I would not be okay with that. Yeah, like it I, just I, couldn't. You, it just couldn't happen. So yeah. there's a plethora, but. Um, I think the thing I hate the most about this movie is it makes me think of Stitch's Great Escape. Um, for those of you that are unaware, of course we live in Orlando, so in the backyard of Walt Disney World, and there was a ride. I believe it is finally officially closed. It closed like called Stitch's Great closed, Escape. It closed five years ago, bro. I think it would maybe is why COVID started. Is no, it this closed. Ride. It closed. No, I. Th- I the honest- ride itself closed. I do believe five years ago, and then the area closed last year. Two thousand eighteen is when it act- officially closed. The area, or the ride. Uh, the ride. The area is still open. Okay. Um. It's now a Stitch Encounter, which is basically just like a meet and greet, like picture. Yeah, but they're stitch. they're turning it into uh, Wreck It Ralph. It's been rumored for a while. I don't know exactly what it is, but the ride I am the most upset I never got a chance to do in my entire life Woo! is the extra te- extraterrestrial alien encounter. It, it was probably the scariest thing I've ever been in, in my life. Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland. It was probably the scariest thing I've ever been on. Originally supposed to yep. be an alien attraction, but got they would not have an R-rated attraction allowed on its own, so they put it part of the Great Movie Ride. It was developed as this like dark theater experience with an alien breaking out and like it terrorizing was so fucking scary. audiences in their seats, like jumping on them and like the and shoulder you would restraints. Have, like, the shoulder restraints would move and like you'd have like water sprayed on you. You'd like hear it breathing. You'd feel like the water spraying crawl. is simulated blood, by the way. Like, yeah, it's supposed to be it blood. Was like, too intense. It for was people. way intense. Like, so I went on a road trip around Florida when I was in seventh grade mm-hmm. with, with my class. And we came to Orlando and we did a bunch of rides. I got to go on like the, um, Big Thunder Mountain with, like, we went with, like, water cups to see, you know, who could hold the most water going on the ride, you know? Sure. Um, I got to go behind the scenes of a Haunted Mansion. Like, I got to go through with the lights on and everything. Yeah. It was really cool. And we went on Alien Encounter. And I just remember I was sitting next to my friend Danielle, and she did not... Stop screaming the entire... We went in there. The lights were still on. She started screaming. Like, it was before it went pitch black. But it was like... Because it was like legitimately pitch black. Like, you couldn't see anything. And it was 
seriously the scariest thing I've ever been a part of. Like, it was so scary because so that only, alien thing's also terrifying to begin with. It only lasted eight years. It was, it was June 95, and then it stopped People would in have heart attacks. Like, it was too People would intense. legit have heart attacks. And complaints were just, like, increasing, increasing. So they made it kid-friendly, and they made it Stitch's Great Escape. So the concept was the same. Where Stitch has escaped and he's like, you know, causing mischief and, you know, jumping around. The the but the wind becomes like chili dog burps. Uh the 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 blood becomes, you know, him like his drool and his spit. But it wasn't pitch black. Like you could still kind of see yeah. around you. So it was super fucking lame because you couldn't actually see a stitch jumping around and like messing people up. Um it last ran in 2018, but they didn't officially announce that it had closed until, like, last summer. Like, when the pandemic. Like, it last operated in June, uh, January 2018, leading to speculation about the continued existence of the attraction. Uh, the closure was said to be temporary, but later that year, the animatronic and pre-show were completely dismantled. The exterior was given a fresh coat of paint, but then it was officially confirmed to be closed in July. The sign didn't come down until August. Um, it was the worst. I think I did it like two or three times, which is blasphemy considering I did. I never got a chance. Like I never, I went to Disney for the first time in my life in 1993 and I never went back until, uh, like 2007, 2008. Besides like one trip to Epcot with Andrew Zengri in 2002. Um, so yeah, so that ride, it's the worst it's not the worst ride of all time, but it'd be in my top five. Like, it is, it'd be that, the Fast and the Furious ride, uh, the Drew Carey Sounds Dangerous show, which is essentially the same thing as the Stitch ride, right? Except you're sitting in a giant auditorium and things are just buzzing in your ear. Uh, those would probably be, like, my top three, right? You can't yeah. think of any other, like, terrible theme park rides. Rides, specifically. not Well, like, Drew Carey's not a ride, because I'd say, like, fucking uh, Poseidon's Fury is also terrible, and... That shitty uh, wild Arctic ride at SeaWorld. So there's other options, but Stitch's Great Escape is, is definitely right there. Yeah. Um, let's get into MVP and LVP. Uh, who do you want to start with? We can start with uh, MVP. Who's your MVP? Um, I mean, I think Lilo did a great job throughout. I think the girl did. Uh, Nani also did a great job. Tia Carrera. I did not know Tia Carrera, like... So, do you know who Tia Carrera is? She's the, the girlfriend in Wayne's World. Yeah, I know. Um, but I always felt like she kind of just disappeared. She's got a great part in this, and she's like, she's won Grammys for, like, like Hawaiian albums, like, like sure. tropical Polynesian things. She's had, like, a really good career. Uh, she's good. Uh, I would personally go with Lilo. I think, she, like I said, she is, it's very easy to be an annoying, unrealistic child actor in both animation and in live action and we've complained about it plenty of times sure but she was legitimately very endearing to me in this movie and i think she showed great emotion she showed great chemistry with this fucking alien dog um so i, I would go with her okay uh devay chase is the actress that name might ring a bell because she was uh donnie darko's sister and she's also the girl from The Ring. Yeah. Um, she's now 30 years old. <laughs> so if you want to really, really feel like utter shit, know that the girl from The Ring is now 30 years old. So a DeVay Chase is your MVP. I will say if... That sucks. If Stitch was 
uh, intelligible earlier on, I might be prone to go with Stitch. But, you know, the first half of the movie, he's really just making noises or you can't really discern what is coming out of his mouth. But once he's, you know, listenable, then... Not a word. Then I'm all for it. Uh, I, I, I do think, though, that uh, Marcellus Wallace did a great job in, in this his movie. His name is Ving Rhames. I know his name is Ving I didn't derail the movie at any point, but I wanted to be like, hey, Jilly, that's the Arby's guy. Because <laughs> she would have been very excited. She would have been so excited. Ving Rhames is a good job. My problem with Ving Rhames is like he, they always just make him Marcellus Wallace. Well, like, yeah, that, that, that's not his fault. No, but... But I still think he did a good job with like the delivery. Oh, and, of like, course. You felt like his emotion. Is like He's like, I don't want to do this. I gotta. I gotta do what's best for Lilo, you know? Like Yeah. Like so I think he did a great job too. I mean, I think it's hard. I think they I think everybody pulled their weight in this movie. Mostly. Mostly. I, I have a couple L V P nominees. Right, who go do you, in it. Who do you have? No, you go in it. You said you're the one who go on. Oh, um so originally like I said, I originally had either Both Jumba or Wendell, but they grew on me, like when they kinda of have like their baby face turn. Um, and they, you know, they kind of stay on the island. They just yeah, become part of the family. Yeah, after they got, after they, you know, had their shoes stolen and were locked up in a cage. <laughs> kind of change your, your thoughts and opinions pretty quickly. Yeah, um, Ernie and... I know he's, like, lauded as this, like, voice acting, like, icon, but I just don't like Kevin Michael Richardson in anything I've ever heard. Uh, he's the person that plays Captain Gantu. Uh, I mean, this is... You know, he does all kinds of Seth MacFarlane voices. He's won Emmys for being the Joker uh, in later Batman animated series. He's a former worst LVP winner on this show from absolutely butchering Barney Rubble in the WWE Flintstones movie. Oh, yes. So he's won, but my real pick, uh, unless you're ultimately fine with him, is Jason Scott Lee, the guy who plays David, the... Fine. The Nani uh, surfer friend, uh, then eventually husband, boyfriend, lover, I don't know. They're just friends, man. There's no way he's hanging around that much. That man, you need to fucking I know, find your friends. penis if, <laughs> if you're just doing all this for your friend. Come on. Uh, I have the same. You with... don't do that stuff for your girlfriends? Funny. Your female friends? Funny. That's next week. They haven't heard that yet. There's something in certain voiceovers in animation where there's always like one or two people that just sounds like they're recording lines in a studio. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he sounds like to me. Is he just sounded unnatural, he sounded out of place, and he was supposed to be like a little quippy and, you know, you know, I, asking I mean, for dates see, and doing this sort of thing. I didn't see just... anything, I didn't see or hear anything too too egregious with him. I thought he was fine. The name sounds familiar. Oh, he's the guy that played Bruce Lee in the Bruce Lee story. Oh, and he's he was the kid that played Mowgli in the live action Jungle Book. The, oh, uh, give it the, to him. No, the one the one from when we were a kid, not the newer one. Oh, obviously not the no because that movie came out like ten years after the fact. Um, so I'm fine. I'm fine with either one of them. I mean, the Grand Councilwoman Zoe Caldwell, she didn't do much for me either. Um, very you know kind of one note. So I'll kind of lean whichever way you want to go with. Whatever you want. I, th- I already said I think I agree with you. About what? You are worthless. <laughs> That's not nice. I have an opinion. I did. I said that you're right. 
You haven't clarified what I'm gonna write about. Well, I said that I like David. I said I didn't think he did anything too egregious. So okay. give it to the other guy. So we're going with Kevin Michael Richardson. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is a second LVP for Kevin Michael Richardson. Uh, he joins a very very small list of individuals who have won multiple LVPs on our podcast. That list includes uh, Sigourney Weaver, Douglas Steele. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that's the both MVP and LVP list. I'm sorry. Multi-time LVPs, uh, Elijah Wood, David Spade, Keanu Reeves, Jennifer Connelly, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Marsden, Sylvester Stallone, Sigourney Weaver, Jennifer Coolidge, Brad Garrett, Judge Reinhold, Corey Feldman, Rubble Wilson, Jason Bateman, Francis Capra, Charlene Yee, Benicio Del Toro, <laughs> and Jessica Chastain. So Kevin Michael Richardson joins that list, uh, which I think he has a real chance of, like, taking the lead because they just have him do like these weird characters like mm-hmm. that that is essentially the villain of the movie and he's I honestly like when he came back I was like oh yeah that's that fucking guy he's just forgettable like yeah. it is kind of outstanding yeah it was kind of just empty um and I feel like that's kind of what he does like he's good at voices but he doesn't give him any, like, gravitas or, or any, like, feeling or emotion. So. Sure. He can't portray it the right way. Yeah. What all has he done? I just want to honestly, like, look at, like, all the voices that this fucking guy has done that were shitting all over him on a constant basis for. Um, he goes all the way back. Oh, my God. This is the longest resume I've He's ever seen. He's in 540 seen. things. This guy just lives in a fucking studio. Um, voice roles. So, Goro in Mortal Kombat, All Dogs Go to Heaven 2, Rugrats in Paris, wow. Recess. This is one of his earlier credits. Uh, Powerpuff Girls movie, Country Bears, Wild Thornberries, uh, fucking TMNT, Star Wars, Clone Wars, fucking so many movies. And then, of course, TV, forget about it. I mean, this would literally take me all day. Really? Yeah. Um, but overrated in my book. Me too. Speaking of overrated, what are you going to give this movie? <laughs> that was a weird segue. <laughs> I don't know, because you said rated. And... Go to sleep. Okay. Um, it's good. It is very, very good. It's, stop, because you will legitimately fall asleep oh, and sorry. piss me off. What? It's good. I, I don't have much else. Like, I, I feel like we we kind of scraped the barrel on this one in terms yeah. of analysis. I, I appreciate the sentiment, like you said. It's a good movie about meaning family. It's, it's perfect for kids, and adults can sit through it and manage fine. But this, this does not crack any Disney list for me in any stretch of the imagination. I'll give it a seven and a half. I'm giving it a seven and a half as well. Yeah. It's it's solid. You know? It's mm-hmm. it's completely inoffensive. And Jillian enjoyed it, and that's all that matters. Right, exactly. So Lilo and Stitch in the books. Time for me to nominate. So what we already talked about next week. We got episode three forty nine, I love you, man, episode three fifty, Goodfellas, both with Tope out of Banjo starting off our guest star series. Uh, then we have coming on the pike. Can't Hardly Wait, our random movie, and then, of course, our can't our, our pick-em-off list movie, Bobby, 
But the next movie we will actually watch, the two of us, will be my nominated movie because it's the summer and summer used to be about the movies. It used to be about the big blockbusters. It used to be about movies that you, you anticipate and go see. Oh and there's all kinds of promotions and merchandise. But sometimes those movies suck. So <laughs> I'm oh, picking man. two of the most notorious box office bombs from summer's past. Literally, oh, God. Uh, maybe like the most notorious one from the 90s and the most notorious one from the 2000s. Uh, neither of which I have seen before, but we do own. So from the 90s, Wild Wild West. Ah! And from the 2000s, Speed Racer. Wild Wild West. I, was, I, I figured that's where you're going because also, like, if you're thinking summer... And it's, it's July. Big, big Willy Weekend, baby! We have our own Big Willy Weekend we here have, we on Mario's Movies. We should have Kevin movies. on the show. He's, we'll add him to the list. He's, he's got to well, wait no, his turn. Well, no, you know, he thinks Will Smith's the greatest actor of our well, generation. Well, let's not have him on the show, because I'm gonna, probably going to shit all over Will gonna, Smith in three weeks. It's okay. Juan and I already did. <laughs> I have a lot of embarrassing-ass stories to talk about Wild Wild West. Uh, so that'll be coming up. That'll be the next movie that we watch. It's coming out in uh, three weeks. It'll be our July 7th or 8th episode. I want it to be like more in line with Big like Willy the time, weekend. yeah. With we three fifty lined up with actual July fourth, like the July first episode. So we'll do it the following week, and okay. then we do can't hardly wait. Um, but that'll do it for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you as always go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. As we discussed earlier, we are available on pretty much all podcasting platforms. So rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out immensely. Um, if you're the person that gave us a one-star review back in August of 2020 that I never mentioned, I just found out about, you're not listening anymore, but you should go fuck yourself. Um, hey, fuck you. <laughs> thank you to the people that leave us good five-star reviews. Arcadeaudio.net is already what I said, but patreon.com slash arcadeaudio is where you can, uh, send us money every single month for bonus content and all kinds of extras. We gotta start this game series. Hopefully over the next couple weeks it'll be easier to actually start because we are a little ahead of our movie movie viewing uh, list. Who's, oh, I was like, who's texting me? But it's Tatiana who was texting us. Happy birthday, Tatiana, for when you're hearing this uh, Fuck tomorrow. Fuck you, girl. What'd she say? She said she's happy she can finally buy a lotto <laughs> ticket. She's not that young. Facebook.com slash Movies at Movies on Twitter, MeredithMovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me personally, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary, where I'm almost out of the year 1993, so help me God, I'm almost there. And at yourhostmalt38 on Instagram for my show Box and Friends every single Thursday, where I am on with a friend, normally Rich Cambalucci, going over the many things we collect and raising money for charity. Samantha? Um... At Jam with your Sam on Instagram. It literally took you that long to think of the thing you normally fucking interrupt me with. And uh, I was I was thinking if there was anything else, but there's not. No, what else? What What are you doing? What do you do? Nothing. This. Yeah, <laughs> you just start plugging this after I already did it. That's how much you don't listen to me. Married with movies at gmail.com. Email us. Don't actually fucking do it. Oh. I already did it. I thought that you were giving no, me a suggestion. No, maybe you got off your phone once in a blue moon when we were recording. People were... That's why I have to talk 80% of the show. Because if it wasn't, it would just be you just playing my, my cool puzzle games and 
and reading my fucking Riverdale fan fiction. I don't read Riverdale fan fiction. Then you write it. No, I don't. You can't get crazier and raunchier than actual Riverdale. There's no point. For a mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I wish I wish Stitch were re- real. Oh my god, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to say. <laughs> Did you just have a stroke? I wish that Stitch were real. That sounds like something Ron Burgundy says before he records. I wish that Stitch were real so he could deny the human torch a bank loan. So he could rip uh, fucking Dylan Sprouse's face off. Okay, that wouldn't impact Riverdale. And there's another Sprouse. (laughs) He's not the one who's in it. It's fine. It's Cole Sprouse? Cole Sprouse is. How much does Dylan Sprouse suck? A lot. Um, A lot, a lot. But, you know, maybe I should start writing Riverdale fan fiction. You know the lady who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey? It started out as Twilight fan fiction. And then look how much money she made. That's how raunchy it gets. That's fan fiction. It's a bunch of perverts. Yeah, exactly. You know your audience. You can shake an apple off an apple tree. Shake a shake of sugar, but you'll never shake me. Uh-uh-uh. No serving I'm gonna stick like glue. Stick. Because I'm stuck on you I'm gonna run my fingers through your long black hair I squeeze you tighter than a grizzly Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.